Welcome to Near Death Dolls. I'm Paige. And I'm Lisa. And we are your hosties with the mosties. While talking about ghosties. And other toot uncommon shit. Oh, and toot uncommon law wives as well. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, had to throw that in from last episode. So Paige is going to be giving us part two of the titillating King Tut murder. Titillating. (laughs) I'm about to wrap this up tighter than a mummy waist cincher. <laughs> Suck it in. But first, I know, right? <laughs> Drop in. <laughs> but first, Lisa, what are you drinking out of your canopic jar today? Oh, I see it. I see your jar. <laughs> it's nice. I don't know why, but I kind of felt like this would be something that maybe the ancient Egyptians or ancient peoples might have drunk. It is a hot buttered rum. Hot and butter. Buttered rum, and I got this. It is a hot buttered rum mix by Yes Cocktails, not sponsored, oh. just got it for Christmas. And it has molasses, warm spice, and butter in it. Actually, it's ghee, but um, you mix it with some aged rum and hot yeah. water, and you can add a little bit of milk if you want. But it is so good, it's like good in like holiday spices, and the ghee makes it like buttery. And then yeah. you add your own rum and hot water, and ooh, so good. I'm gonna watch you drink. Oh. <laughs> the whole top i don't know if you yeah. can see the whole top layer right there is like the ghee so it's like all buttery <laughs> creamy it's very creamy and delicious ghee's supposed to be really healthy too so it's it a is. healthy drink yes now i put a lot more rum in it than it recommended but i am also fighting off a cold so it's a uh, medicinal it. it's like a hot toddy with some ghee <laughs> Not bad at all. So, Paige, what about you? What are you drinking out of your canopic jar? I'm drinking my Christmas present from Lisa, or at least one of them. It's my first time trying (laughs) it, by the way. Oh, cool. I'm excited. Oh, oh, can't really see it. There we go. (laughs) It's very blue. It's a blue drink. It's, um, what? Oh, it's so Lisa sent me for Christmas very kindly a packet of cocktail bombs. And this particular one was called Jack Frost. You drop it in some sparkly water and you add liquor. Of your choice. <laughs> uh, of your choice. And it tells you how much sparkly water to use. It does not tell you how much liquor to add. So I just poured a little bit too much. It's a bit strong, but it'll be fun. <laughs> you measured with your heart. What kind of alcohol did you use? Vodka. Each little cocktail bomb has a suggested alcohol and this one had vodka. So... Oh, cool. Flavor is like blue raspberry with some lemon. Oh, good. I'm glad you like it. So when I saw that, I thought, wow, that is very blue, like lots of blue. So I had a quick (laughs) little anecdote from the holidays that I wanted to share with you because it really brought it to my memory. So for a couple days after Christmas, New Year's, my in-laws come over. So it was Kyle's parents, his sister, brother-in-law, and their two little girls. And their little girls are four and seven. So the seven-year-old, she's very much, I guess in my eyes, she's more like, kind of more girly girl, princessy type. Mm. The younger one, the second child, is the clown, cut up, goofball. Uh, She's obsessed with uh, Baby Yoda. Oh, Baby Yoda. 
loves baby has baby yoda everything but she calls him baby greenie i like that even better <laughs> so where i'm going with this is they came over uh and kyle bought bagels and he got some like really deep blue swirled bagels that just were fun colors you know like oh, just, okay. just, just for the little girls because they weren't gonna want everything bagels you know Mm-mm. so yeah. they had these blue bagels and the next day the youngest one I'm like mom i need to go to the potty and so they go in the bathroom and my sister-in-law comes out and goes it it came out green it's so green she's like what did she eat and i'm like you know what it was probably those bagels because it had so much blue dye in them because they were bright blue it probably came out that color and she's like <laughs> and we okay and also we had just been watching um the movie elf oh and everyone cute. loves the line that we're the narwhal says bye buddy hope you find your dad right yeah she comes out she goes so when she flushed her poop down the toilet she goes bye poop hope you find your dad (laughs) (laughs) i'm also glad she didn't call the poop buddy but you know whatever (laughs) you gotta gotta enjoy life call it whatever you want <laughs> but then she she also went around telling everyone my poop was green my poop was baby oh, greeny baby greeny i pooped like yoda <laughs> so that's what i thought of when i saw your very blue drink i was wondering what your poo is gonna look like sparkly i'll keep you updated sparkly blue or green poop <laughs> yeah yeah who knows please, please. who knows Please keep me abreast of your bowel movements. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Paige was a disfit take. <laughs> Blue everywhere. <laughs> That's a funny story. Okay. I will okay. keep you updated. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully I'm not constipated. But anyway. <clears throat> so, Lisa. Yes, my darling. You know what? what? Another quick antidote. Okay. Speaking of wrapping this up tighter than a mummy's corset, uh-huh. just this week I bought a new knee wrap because I mm-hmm. hurt my knee in October and it still hurt. Has it really been since October? Yes, it was right before Halloween. Oh, that's right. <sighs> so fucking annoying. So I, did, I missed out on Halloween. Luckily, I got Thanksgiving and Christmas. But So I was using regular ace bandages that you just wrap around and kind of pin, pin mm-hmm. down. And I hate them because when i move my knee i can feel the ace bandage moving and it's not ugh, it feels it feel awful gross yeah it's like all the texture is wrong on my knee is extra sensitive right now so the skin i can't wear pants it just i, I take the blanket off my knee everything but i got a self-adhesive one so it sticks to itself oh neat okay yeah yeah so when i wrap it it just sticks to itself and it doesn't move because of that so i love it but it also happens to be tan colored and looks like a mummy wrap. So like linen, I suppose. Oh, neat. What, what color were the ace bandages? I always thought those were kind black. of black. Oh, oh, they're black. Okay. You could, I guess you could probably buy whatever color you want. I just happened to get black ones. That's what they had at the store at the time. And they're fine. They also get stretched out really quick. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm sticking with my, my mummy bandage. <laughs> cool. So speaking of mummies. All right. Let's wrap her up. My knee and the episode. (laughs) (laughs) So, Lisa. Yes. You ready to figure out who killed King Tut? I'm ready for you to tell me. I am not in a position to guess. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Keep drinking. You'll you'll figure it out. <laughs> it was that guy, Charles. No. You know who it was. I might. It was suicide. No, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> this is not Epstein. This is not Epstein. And he, King Tut did not be, leave behind a list of his friends. Have you seen the list? I didn't I have. see the list. Oh, I, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to know who's on that list. Well, here's the weird thing to me. I see the list and I'm like, they're naming all these people. And I'm like, that's a, I mean, yes, it's a lot of people. But apparently it's just a list of who was named during these. I don't know if they're depositions or what it is. But if you look at the um, transcript, they're like, did blah, blah, blah. Did you ever have blah, blah, blah. Have, did you and blah, blah, blah ever have sex? And they're like, no. Yeah. Did you and blah, blah, blah ever have sex? No. Did you and so-and-so have sex? No. I'm like, okay, so they're listed because they, I think they utilized Epstein's plane at some point. Oh, so it wasn't just his clientele. It was no, just his buddies, too. This is not a client list. It's just whoever happened to maybe have come in contact with him at some point. So some of these people, I'm like, mm, I don't mean... Who, who knows who knows who really who knows? knows and then a lot of it's been redacted oh that's fun so what's the point of it <laughs> i don't know i d- whatever you know all the actual bad seen. people who have money are going to get off yeah yeah totally like sharpied right off the list like oh don't worry about that person yeah i'm pretty sure mm. huh. Huh. i don't like it me neither so yeah i don't think mr mr tut had a list Was- Per se, no, I no. He, I don't. Well, actually, you you don't know how many people throughout history might have been Epsteined. Yeah, he might have got Epsteined, but he, I don't know if he was, you know, like Epstein. Who knows though? It was a long time ago. They don't keep records like that. Like this guy was a pedophile. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Back then, and everybody was incestuous and a pedophile anyway. So he was incestuous. Isn't that fun? <laughs> Although it didn't seem like it was necessarily by choice. Right, I think it was more of a YouTube. You're already there. Yeah, you're married. <laughs> you already live in the same house. Let's just keep it, keep it close. Yeah. Keep it close. Keep it simple. It, speaking of murder and like causes of death, it is important to note that we don't actually know for sure if King Tut was murdered or if it was natural causes. Sure, dying at 19. That's enough. Yeah, he he was 19. It was ancient Egypt. They didn't have like antibiotics. Like how I said that? Antibiotics. I was like, uh, huh? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. But anyway, antibiotics. <laughs> he could have died from anything. We don't know. And we'll, we'll get into that later. We'll talk about the different theories surrounding how he died. But um, he could have been eaten by Hip Hop Anonymous. Hip Hop Anonymous. Oh my God! What a blast from the past. Jeez, I, figured, I love them. I figured you were just <laughs> talking about how did you say it? In antibiotics. Antibiotics. Yeah, you might have been eaten by Hip Hop Anonymous. Hip Hop Anonymous. My lyrics are bottomless. Hip Hop. Hip Hop Anonymous. Hip Hop Antibiotics. Yeah, maybe that's how they say antibiotics. But um. He could have been swallowed by a hippo. Hippos are nasty, as we've learned. They're, like, really dangerous. They so. are. And they weren't they prevalent in the Nile? And they would, like, ram boats. Oh, man, I ran my whole desk. Yes. And still to this day. Well, maybe not as much this day, because I think they it's highly commercialized. But they're still, like, fucking crocodiles in the Nile. So mm-hmm. Yeah. That's but dangerous, too. Who knows? Na- they're Nile crocodiles. Nile crocodiles. Did I ever show you the picture of the Nile crocodile I kissed? 
please, because I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I went to Egypt, and these guys were like, hey, come, come, you spend money, and we take picture of you with crocodile, and they had little baby crocodiles with their mouths wrapped up so they can't bite, and he, he held it up for me, and I got to hold it, and he said, kiss it, and I was like, okay, <laughs> so I did. <laughs> Oh my gosh! You just do you just go with random people in foreign countries and kiss their animals, Paige. It was at a tourist stop. Oh, that makes it, it so safe. Store? Oh, yeah, extra no safe. Where were your parents, Paige? My mom was there, and she okay. thought it was great. <laughs> I could see your mom being down to clown with the oh yeah, yeah. with the she had a blast. She had a blast. My my brother was the one who was like, I don't know about these guys. Nah, we'll be fine. <laughs> be fine. What could happen in a foreign country? I just wild animals. A crocodile. Yeah, it's no big deal. There's a rubber band on his mouth. <laughs> so anyway, any hoopsies. Um, so if you'll remember from episode one, we discussed King Tut's father, the Pharaoh Akhenaten. Akhenaten, yes. The bastard who tried to change Egypt. That bastard. I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at it, if he's a bastard or not, but he wanted to change it from polytheistic, which is multiple gods, to monotheistic, which is one god overnight. And that is not going to work. And it That kind of stuff takes well. time. You know, it, it takes, takes time. time. You can't just be like, by the way, all those gods you worship and believe in, nope, no more. Wrong. Wrong. Yeah, no, people were not happy with it. It upset people, but also it bankrupted the country because all of the economy was based around basically all these temples and gods that he said, nope, no more. And when he died, Akhenaten, he died of natural causes as as far as we know. Sure, he was a little bit older, though. He was. He was quite a bit older. Yeah, he was an older man at that point. Yes, he was fine. <laughs> when he died, his son, Little Tutankhamen, who was about nine at the time, maybe. <laughs> little Tutankhamen. Little Toot. Little Toots. Little Toot Toots. Yeah, Little Tootie. He inherited the crown along with a new wife, his half-sister, Ankasenamen. And these two children were put in place in order to show the people of Egypt that things were going to get back to normal. No more one god. We're going back to the way it was before Akhenaten took over. Right. And the name, as, as, as I've just demonstrated, the name Anksunamun is kind of a tough one. It's hard to remember, but it's important. It, her, she is very important in this story today. So... Anksunamen. Anksunamen. I'm going to say it and try to say it normal as much as possible without pausing. Anksunamen. <laughs> if I can. But <clears throat> she was, let's remember, she was the royal princess before even she married Tutankhamen. She was the daughter of the great wife of the pharaoh, which makes her a great wife as well. Right. So that... I guess what the great wife might be more like the main wife, like yes. the less mistressy and more like the actual queen. Yes. 
yes, not so much just some guy, some guy, some girl that the pharaoh goes and has some fun with. This is like the the one that's put in the most artwork and temples and she gets her own fancy tomb and stuff like that. So yeah, and the only way to become a pharaoh was to marry someone who would be a great wife. So they're very important. Even though they weren't like the king, they weren't the ones making the choices. They were important because if you marry them, then you get to be Pharaoh. So it's important to know that as a widow, after Tutankhamun dies, whoever marries her gets to take over. Gotcha. So let's hop into the hot tub time machine. That's right. We're going to go back. (laughs) Go back in time. Get your bathing suit on, Lisa. (laughs) I already have it on. What do you think I'm wearing? (laughs) <laughs> just kidding or we can go nude you know oh oh yeah i love want. the skinny dip hot tub <laughs> i've never done that have you no i have not even when i've had an opportunity to i didn't no it just doesn't <laughs> sound right <laughs> i've skinny dipped but not in a hot tub i you know i've skinny dipped too in a pool in a pool yeah in a pool old pool a regular old pool but the one time, and, and there were there were people in the house. Probably shouldn't have been skinny dipping, but skinny dipping in the pool. But then, like Kyle and I went on vacation, and there was a hot tub at the um, Airbnb, and there was no cameras. Oh, so it was only for you. It was only for us, and even then, we didn't skinny dip, and we should have. Well, you know what? I don't know if you should have. Something about a hot tub. It's kind of like all those jets and stuff. I don't necessarily want to be naked, but yeah, I don't know if I need them blasting my ghibli bits. Yeah. Right? I got enough blasting going on. <laughs> what the fuck is going on with you? I, I, I don't know. Anyway, so. Okay, moving on. <clears throat> I di- digest. I digest too. <laughs> so, we're going to be going to two places today in the hot tub time machine. Okay. Ancient Egypt, uh-huh. which makes sense because that's yeah. when King Tut was alive and died. Sure. And... When his body was discovered in the 20s. The roaring 20s. Roar. <laughs> Why they were roaring, I have no idea. I have no idea. I wasn't there. <laughs> Same. But um, if you're about to take a test on ancient Egypt, King Tutankhamun's reign was during the 18th dynasty. And that dynasty refers to what family he was in. So uh-huh. it was basically the whole family. Uh-huh. Um including like all his grandparents and everybody who had been pharaoh before him. It was in what Egyptologists today call the New Kingdom. They didn't title it that back then. But we call it the New Kingdom because it was um, later on in the Egyptian time period. Towards the end, closer to the end of the the reign of pharaohs in Egypt. What year is it again? forgot i'm sorry go ahead i'm sorry no it's okay no no no, you're you knew you were following along i like it so it was around 1300 bce before common era okay when king tut's tomb was discovered that was in the 20th century in the valley of the kings and that is what the reason that he's such a household name for being a minor pharaoh the reason everybody's heard of him was because his tomb in the Valley of the Kings was the only one that was opened up and everything was still intact. Every, you know, n- there hadn't been 
at least not very many grave robbings. And if there had, it had happened in antiquity and had gotten relocked up afterwards. So there was a ton of shit in there. We got to learn so much about what they buried with their pharaohs and what kind of possessions a pharaoh would have had anyway. Okay. So without King Tut, we wouldn't know that much about Egypt. Thanks, Tut. Thank you. For we owe you one. Grave robbed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for not getting your grave robbed like you had any choice. Right. Right. And cursing those who did get in there. But maybe that's another episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. I really thought you were going to cover that somewhere in, in these two episodes. But I maybe that'll be the next one. I'm down. I'm down. I will fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> Pages down. Guys, get ready for it's all cursed. tut all the time. This is now near death tut. <laughs> near death tut. <laughs> <laughs> near near tut dolls near tut dolls Ooh, i like that that's good cool. <laughs> so on near tut dolls today <laughs> we're gonna be talking about so um <clears throat> we're in the 20th century right now his body and his tomb has been discovered it kind of turns into a butchery once they get his body out of the coffin and we're going to discuss that the details of that later it's a little upsetting but whatever it was the 20s. Maybe they didn't care as much. Um, when they first saw him and they autopsied the body, they said he was around 18 or 19. And the reason they could tell just by looking at the body was because when we get older, our joints get less flexible. Oh, I know that. And there's, I know, right, right. <laughs> I found that out. Thank yep. you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um. Our our joints get less less flexible and there's less cartilage in the joints, more bone. Um, so because he had all the cartilage left, they were like, okay, he's about 18, 19. Oh, cool. But they couldn't tell how he had died. It was like young, seemingly healthy guy. What's going on? The man who discovered it, Howard Carter, it was in 1922. He was fascinated. He loved Egypt. He had been there for a long time, helping other people with their excavations. And now he finally got to be in charge of an excavation and find, like, the best one. So good job, Carter. Yeah, name down in history. Can you name one other person who was excavating in the Valley of the Kings? <laughs> it's like, yeah, Not yeah, really. No. Howard Carter. Yeah. And his um, benefactor was Lord Carnarvon. And we'll be talking about them in our future episode where I talk about the Curse of Tutankhamun because now I want to do that. <laughs> that is also the guy but, who owned, uh, or th that's the lordship of the Downton Abbey castle, um, Highclere Castle. So Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Fucking, I love it. I love right? It, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> and Lord Carnarvon was in one of the very first automobile accidents because he was one of the first people to own an automobile. And in order to recover from that accident, he went to Egypt. And that's how he fell in love with the, the ancient culture. And that's why he funded Howard Carter. I love that. You know what we need to do? We, need to do, we need to do a Egyptian tie-in to Downton Abbey. <laughs> Because I forget I love Downton Abbey yes. still. Yes. You bring the Downton Abbey, I'll bring the Egypt. We'll be great. I'll tell you, every time they mention something Egyptian, 
in okay. Downton Abbey. <laughs> okay. They do, right? They do, I feel like. Oh, a lot. There's a lot of things that they mention that tie into, like, Egypt. Like, uh, the, the dog, they're, uh, I think it's, like, a yellow lab. Oh, the original yeah. one's name was Isis, but that's before, yeah. like, the Isis terrorist group really made itself known. And then they talk about, yeah. And then they talk about other things. Also, someone in Downton Abbey who gets a car dies in a car crash. Does and he, does. he was going too fast. Spoiler alert: He was just too happy, and I couldn't have that. No, fuck that guy. He's too happy. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be sad in this show. <laughs> That's right. Proper drama is what Kyle calls it. Proper, drama. proper drama. <laughs> so, so it wasn't until about 1960 that the world. So that was in 1922 okay. when they found the body in the tomb. It wasn't until about 1960 that the world got some real answers about the body. A Dr. R.G. Harrison, professor of anatomy, was given permission by the Egyptian government to enter the tomb of Tutankhamun because one of the big sticking points with the Egyptian government was that if you find a undisturbed tomb, which they did, you have to leave the body in the tomb. It's kind of a respectful thing for the body and the the history of it. Well, I think that should be withstanding at all times. Because, I mean, how yeah. many times were tombs, like, discovered, raided, body parts taken or the whole body or whatever? And, and used like, as firewood? Uh, yeah, they did like, that. who the hell does that? Like, even back then, Awful like, people. did they think <laughs> these... are looking for treasure. You know, but they, sure, take the treasure, leave the body. Yes, I that's what I think, and we would have learned a lot more if those fucking early archaeologists hadn't been such treasure hunters and burned all the corpses that they found for firewood. Right, we would have learned a lot more about Egyptians. Yeah, mm, I'm angry about it, but <laughs> <laughs> um, luckily, they Tutankhamun's body is totally fine, and in fact, we have a lot of royal bodies because they were put into a separate tomb in antiquity because of all the grave robbings they're like well we can't guard these tombs night and day so let's take out the royal bodies and put them in this secret place over here so we actually did find that and we have a bunch of royal bodies we just don't have a lot of peasants okay it's very what we want to know about which i want to know about you know i want to know what peasant egyptians were egyptians were like hey oh sorry not sorry to sidetrack i just assume you know all these answers because i feel like you're my history teacher Um, (laughs) (laughs) what what did okay so for a a royal egyptian they would get a tomb what about for the everyday joe they would get tombs as well if they if they were like kind of higher class regular joes um like merchant class like people who had enough money could get a tomb it wasn't going to be like a pyramid or a nice big tomb from the valley of the kings they usually had smaller tombs less opulent uh, things in it (coughs) okay so what about like um, blue collar low class everyday joe schmo yeah like no money were they did they have like funeral pyres or did they what what they still got mummified okay and it just wasn't as uh done as well i would say there's a lot of uh peasants that were found mummified and like well actually what we're gonna find out is that happened to tutankhamun as well but the mummifiers were just kind of like well fuck it the arm fell off let's just 
put it in the coffin. <laughs> just toss it in, wrap it up, and let's yeah. get out of here. Yeah. We ain't got all day. Nobody's going to look. <laughs> so I'm wondering, where, where are all their bodies? They put them in, um, depending on how poor they were, there was, there was like uh, burial pits. So if you're real poor, you could still, and you could still afford to get mummified a little bit. They would wrap you up in, you know, lots of bodies in one pit kind of thing. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I mean to keep like throwing no, wrenches into your I story. I love this. <laughs> you know I love this. I'm happy to answer any questions about ancient Egypt that I know. I don't know everything, but. <laughs> but anyway. So Dr. Harrison was given permission to bring a portable x-ray machine into the tomb. They very carefully x-rayed the mummy of Tutankhamun. And that is kind of when we realized that in 1920, Howard Carter and his doctor friend that came to autopsy the body were rough. They were fucking rough with that body. <laughs> it was like tearing <laughs> wrapping paper way. off a Christmas gift. <laughs> it is. Just, yes. They fucking, oh. Yanking oh, it, it off. Yes. Yes. And it's hard to blame them because at the time when they pulled open the casket, the the um, coffin. Yeah. The resin that they had used in the mummification process had hardened like fuck. So they could not remove the body from the tomb. They had to literally like rip it out. And they had tried, ev- they had tried everything. They put it out in the sun trying to melt the resin. Didn't work. They tried like unguents to dissolve the resin. Didn't work. So eventually they just like ripped that shit out and the body was a mess. All they had to do that. was put a warm compress on it. I don't know if they tried that, Lisa. They and, should have. And just kind of wiggle, wiggle the joint, you know? Yeah, wiggle. Just a little wiggle. Just a little wiggle. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. There you go. Yeah, that would have worked it right They could have been more out. gentle. They could have. They definitely could have been a lot more gentle. They did not. And, and like I said, at the time, a lot of people were just throwing mummies on fire, you know, on the fireplace, so... They were being more gentle than they, those other people were. <laughs> yeah, they were just being downright destructive. They were, they were just being downright just, They were like, fuck these bodies. We got the jewels off of it, so <laughs> bye. <laughs> but with this particular one, what happened was the, the, uh, the doctor that worked with Howard Carter cut the body in half, removed the legs, removed the arms, and kind of just put them back in where they were supposed to go. They're just like, yeah, boop. <laughs> Look, it's all intact. No, it's not. Intact. Do you want to get haunted? Because this is how you get haunted. This is how you get a fucking curse from Egypt. <laughs> Did you see the mummy? This is how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it alone. Bring on that emotep, though. I'll cut up a body. <laughs> I'll do whatever. I know. Good looking man. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. I like a bald guy anyway. But, um. Yes, we know this. So. Yeah, we do. We do. If anyone's seen Sam, my boyfriend of eight years, he's a baldy. <laughs> but, um. So. They. Due to the rough handling of the body. We've lost a lot of evidence that could have helped figure out what happened to Tutankhamun. But in any case, what we do have was this x-ray that Dr. Harrison got to take. And I've, sh- I've sent Lisa a picture of, 
um, what they x-rayed of the head of Tutankhamun. Yes, and I'll be sure, sure to share this on our Instagram. There we go. Thank you, Lisa. Everybody needs to see this. <laughs> this is the head of a 19-year-old boy from many, many years ago. But um, in the x-raying of the body, they had to do it around tourists because the Egyptian government was like, tourists are still going to be coming in and looking at the body. We're not going to stop them. So <laughs> not only did they have to do that around tourists, they also had to, um, what's it called? Like in a dark room when you process a photo to process the x-ray, they had to do it in their hotel bathroom. That's the only facility that they had access to. So that kind of sucks as well. But they managed it. They got a, they got some <coughs> images out of it, and as you can see, that doesn't look too bad, right? You can kind of tell that it's a head. No, it's it's a. I'd say that's pretty good for what the sixties. You said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's very good for the sixties. I mean. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. I would even think that would be something I would see today. So yeah, I'd say that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, it's not too bad, right? And. You know. They they were very they wanted to do a good job. So thank you, Dr. Harrison, for coming in and making sure that things went well. Afterwards, they were able to do a documentary on the process of, you know, x-raying the mummy. In this documentary, Dr. Harrison made a very brief and, you know, unassuming statement about the head. That it looks like an He's, alien? <laughs> It kind of looks like an alien for one thing. He didn't say that, <laughs> okay. but he said that they saw what appeared to be a spot on the back of the skull where the head meets the neck. So like kind of back, mm -hmm. back there. And he said it looked like an injury caused from a blow to the back of the head, which could have caused death. That's all he said. He left it at that because he didn't, you know, he's like, I'm not going to make suppositions that I have no founding for. It might have caused death. It might have been a blow to the back of the head that caused death. And if you look at the picture, there's like a little bump kind of thing. Yeah. There shouldn't be. Oh. So he didn't say murder. But one person who was watching this documentary, my favorite Egyptologist, Dr. Bob Breyer, who's written the book that I'm using as my source for today. The guy from Brooklyn. The guy from Brooklyn, exactly. I wish I could do a Brooklyn accent. I cannot, but he is great. <laughs> he saw the documentary. He went, hmm, could have caused death, huh? And he kind of just planted a little seed of curiosity in his brain. Right. He decided to dig deeper and build upon what Dr. Harrison had found. Bob Breyer himself at that time did not get permission to look at the body but he was able to look at you know other things and he, he found some very interesting clues in the context of the time when Tutankhamun died so now back to the hot tub time machine we're gonna go to ancient Egypt let's go <laughs> I, I don't know how they're gonna appreciate two naked girls in a hot tub showing up but we'll see <laughs> who knows we may be named the next pharaohesses or Great wives. Okay. I'm all right with that. Or at least in the harem. Harem? Harem. 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 <laughs> yeah, I'd say you can be the great wife. I will be... Can I be a, like a... My bodyguard? Uh, well, I was going to say, can I be a priestess? Is that a thing? Yes. All right. Girl. 
Yes. Okay. I'm going to Isis, be, priestess of Isis. Yes, I'm going to be an ultra sexy priestess of Isis. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I saw girl Got naked. Excited. <laughs> yeah. 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 I saw the mummy. That girl was just painted. <laughs> she did not have very right. many clothes gold, on. Gold paint me. Let me walk around nude. That'd be Get great. Get some hieroglyphics down on your tit if you want it. Yeah. To have it tattooed. If you want it. That'd be sexy. Yeah. yeah. I know what I'm going to be for Halloween this next year. Can I paint you? Yeah. (laughs) Come on. Yep. I'm ready. I'm ready. I got my gold paint. (laughs) (laughs) This just got this. All right. We're going to have to move that to Dolls After Dark. Okay. That's a Dolls After Dark episode. That's Mm. right. (laughs) Join our Patreon to see Paige paint Lisa naked (laughs) with gold paint. If you want to see that, which I'm sure you do. (laughs) Subscribe at the $100 a month level. Yeah, that's a good point. It uh, it is a little bit higher level than yeah, some of the other stuff we do. Top top tier top tier subscription there. Lisa, yeah. just put on a gold bikini. I'll paint over it. Okay, you can still be you know a little modest if you want. It's up to you. Okay. There's boo. I, there's boo, and I think Kyle heard the conversation of me being naked and getting painted gold. <laughs> I think he stopped and looks at my door like like what. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> you have to subscribe to hundred dollar, <laughs> and then you get to watch it in person if you really want to. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, now we're in ancient Egypt. Let's look at the suspects again. We mentioned them in the last episode, in the first episode of this series. These are Tut's royal advisors. <clears throat> who might have been responsible for his fucking death. Oh, can I can I see if I can remember their names? Please, I would love to. Yes. Okay, there was General Hormheb. You have such a good memory. Okay, yes. There is we got General Hormheb. We got I. I, the vizier. Yes. And okay, hold on. 2 seconds. I can get this other one. I okay, I don't I don't remember. Oh, what was his name? Okay, so the general was also a scribe or an accountant. Girl! But he was yes. a scribe, right? Okay. Oh, he was a scribe. And then the third one is the accountant. I don't remember the accountant. So go ahead. He doesn't have as much of an Egyptian name as the other ones. His name is Maya. Maya, that's right. Because I was like, yes. I, I thought girl name. Okay. Maya, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I kind of felt mean, like it, didn't it's an fit. Egyptian name. Yeah. But okay. It just doesn't sound like to us. Yeah. When I yeah, when I yeah. think of Maya, I think of Mayan, like more like Mexico, <laughs> Me too. South America. Yeah. Okay. That's why I was like, that's an interesting Egyptian Maya. name. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. I got <laughs> they both had pyramids, so <laughs> there you go. Two out of three I got. <laughs> yeah, you got you got you did a good job. Thank Fucking you. general hormheb. Good for you for remembering that. That's a tough one. <laughs> we were talking about I and you and me and I, yeah. I, I. That's right. But Hormheb just seems like really, um, I don't know. It does not think, make me think Egyptian or anything of that sort. Hormheb. It's like a sci-fi name. It kind of is. Cool. It is a cool name if you can wrap your tongue around it. But You'll have to put that in I the guess- Near Death Dolls novel. Hormheb? I guess you'll, that, that'll be in the second book. Page is almost done with the first one. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm only on chapter six, but, you know, not not almost done. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so 
we got those three those three guys. We got I, Maya, and Hormheb, who were the closest royal advisors to both King Tut and his daddy, Akhenaten. And they were the ones who put Tut in charge. <clears throat> the reason that we think General Hormheb might have been involved is that he spent a long time. He was a military guy, general, general. And under Akhenaten, there were no wars. There were no exhibition, uh, exhibitions, there was no <laughs> expeditions to other countries to take <laughs> over and get money and stuff. So Hormhead was useless for a long time. Right. So he also doubled be. as a scribe. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He might have thought, oh, I need to be something else, too, because I'm bored. So he decided to be a scribe as well. Um, there was the accountant Maya and like I mentioned the country was broke or going to be broke real quick so Maya was probably like fucking better stop Akhenaten doing this shit so he was probably upset too I the vizier not Paige (laughs) (laughs) not me not I A-Y-E the vizier he was a very ambitious man in the last episode. I mentioned how he put himself as the most important man in his tomb. Like everybody else was smaller than him. And in Egyptian art, that means they're less important. Right. And they did most of the running of Egypt while Tutankhamun grew up. Now that Tutankhamun's grown up, though, about 18 or 19. So it's about 10 years since he took over. He might have, we don't know, he didn't keep a journal or anything, but he might, King Tutankhamun might have wanted to start having more of a hands-on role in running his own kingdom. Why not? He might. (laughs) Yeah, I'm his own pharaohdom. Yeah, right. He's fucking, he's like, this is my country. I will run it the way I want to. Or maybe he was just asking more questions that they were uncomfortable with. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like we've seen that throughout history. You know, someone is in charge and all of a sudden they want to understand more or know more about their actual royal role, you know, and people who are very happy with the way things are going, who are running things, are just like, look, you got to go. This is getting inconvenient for my ruling of your country. (laughs) So... We don't know for sure, but that could have been part of the motive for killing him. We don't know for sure, but one thing we do know is that King Tut and his wife, Anxanamen, were trying to have kids. Oh. They were young, right? So from the age of 9 to 19, they were married, started having some marital relations, And we know for certain that when Howard Carter opened up Tutankhamun's tomb, they found two tiny little coffins. Oh, I know. It's actually pretty sad. And this was an unusual practice, by the way. These were two coffins of two tiny mummies who were um, miscarried, miscarried fetuses from Tutankhamun's wife, Oxenamen. Not did not happen often. There was not a lot of miscarried fetuses getting mummified at the time. So it's kind of a hint that they were very sad about the miscarriages and wanted to commemorate what happened. Right. Him and his wife, Anxanamen uh, and King Tut, they were probably pretty sad about it. And that's why they were getting their babies 
mummified and put into the tomb with their daddy. So that way, what, they could be carried on to the afterlife as well? Yes, exactly. Yes. So once they wake up in the next world with dad, they can continue on. Right. These were two baby girls. And because of the nature of the royal advisors, they would have known for sure that King Tut and Anxanamun were starting to try and have children. And I say try to have children. I don't think they were necessarily like doing Planned Parenthood. They, they were basically just starting to have relations and getting pregnant from them and love, loving the children. So they were probably going to keep going with that. If that had happened, if one of those babies or one of the future pregnancies that she would have had had come to term, then there would have been an heir to the throne of Tutankhamun. And that was also a little bit of a threat to the power of the royal vizier and the other advisors. Correct. So perhaps one of the advisors decided it was time to get rid of the pharaoh before he started having babies and becoming a real pharaoh. From the x-ray of his mummy... It looks like maybe there was a blow to the back of the head while he was still alive. That was that's part of the importance of it is that it was it wasn't done during the mummification process. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because it could have, you know, that that could have definitely happened with those um, embalmers back then, like accidentally knock the body around. But no, it was it it was um, What's the word? Not congealed, but something like that, where it's like they could tell that he was still alive and trying to heal from the injury. Right. And if that is correct, it would have taken a month or two for him to die from the blow to the back of the head. See, I always find that so interesting that people can figure that out, that something happened pre postmortem or, you know, before they were actually killed. That's so interesting to me. I don't get it myself. I mean, I kind of get it. It's like if there's a, you know, you can kind of tell if the blood was clotting or not. Yeah. But yeah, it's fascinating. I kind of want to learn more about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know that, that I think it's in Texas. There's that corpse farm where they study how the body decomposes in different situations. Yeah. I kind of want to learn about that. Maybe we'll do an episode. I don't. I mean, you can talk about it all you want. That's fine. I would rather not go about it. You can talk at me and I will respond (laughs) accordingly, but I do not want to see in person. I cannot. It's definitely icky. Can't imagine the smells very good. Oh, no. Yeah. It'd be like a silence of the lambs where they're putting like vapo rub under their nose. (sighs) No, thanks. No, thanks. No, thanks. I'll read about it in the comfort of my room with a scented candle. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) Um, and he might have been in a coma. We don't know. But if he did get hit in the back of the head and while he was still alive and he was in a coma for two months, it would have been a painful death. There would have been a lot of priests. And healers coming to look at him to make sure, you know, if they could do anything to help him. We don't know for sure if that happened or not, but we do know that his tomb was prepared in a hurry. Okay. It it was a tomb. It was kind of small, his tomb for a pharaoh. And they are pretty sure, Egyptologists are pretty sure that the tomb was intended for someone else. And they think that that someone else might have been the royal vizier I. And that was his tomb that he was preparing for himself. And then he's like, oh, just let the pharaoh use it. Why not? It's already halfway ready. 
why not? It's already, yeah. Yeah, it's already dug out. It's small, <laughs> but what does he care? He's dead. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but it was quickly prepped for Tutankhamun. So they went in there. They painted it up like it is now. Like we can, You can go in there now and see it if you go to Egypt or look at... Um, not too long ago, they had a museum tour where they showed what it would have looked like inside of the tomb. Mm-hmm. So you could see that. And you, that's that was the um, quick prep that they did for him dying so suddenly. Like, they didn't expect it, basically. His belongings were hastily stacked up in there. Like, fucking from floor to ceiling. There was no thought process. It was just, like, in all, put everything in there. Just quick, quick, quick. Get it in there. What all do they put in there? Like his like Lego sets and <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, TV. And his motorbike. Yeah. <laughs> all, all his precious worldly possessions. Yeah. GameCube. GameCube. He has a GameCube. <laughs> I'm over here talking about freaking <laughs> Lego sets. And you're like, GameCube. <laughs> no. Well, what they, what they put in there were he had like three or four thrones that they put in there from and they the the reason that there was multiple was because they would make a throne for him in his stages of life so he had like a baby throne and then he had a little bit bigger throne and then there was like the papa throne (laughs) stacked up on top of each other um they had his bow and arrow because he loved hunting um just kind of stuff that he liked and would want to use in the next life Couches. They had uh, couches that he would have laid on, woven um, beds to the couches. Okay. And a, there was a lot of stuff that was just gilded. They were like, oh, look at all this gold. But it's wood painted to look like gold. Sure. Cheaper that way. Oh, sure. For sure. Yeah. Not totally. <laughs> Even his, I believe his one of his coffins was just painted gold. Right. Well, I mean, where are you going to get real solid gold? It, it, it's like we could use that for other stuff let's just make this out of wood yeah <laughs> and the you know the funny thing is that they um with the jesus christ i just lost my train of thought <laughs> oh 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 oh! i found it okay. i found it that's good <laughs> so, on the on the coffins they had directions written in hieroglyphics that said top and bottom inside you know like an ikea fucking furniture thing that you try to put together. are you kidding they me this side they up fragile this side up fragile <laughs> it's italian <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and they had done it wrong girl uh-huh. with the instructions they still put it together wrong are you kidding it was like me? upside down or something it's so funny <laughs> like this doesn't like, look right look at the instructions again right <laughs> yeah there's no words. It's just pictures. It's just hieroglyphs. Yeah, like up, down. How could you get it wrong? But they did. They still did. That's too funny. Good help is hard to find. It really is. <laughs> so anyway. <clears throat> was, and they even think that the coffin, the thing I was just talking about, belonged to his older brother who had died before him and I guess used a different coffin. So it's like all of his stuff is secondhand. Nobody had built anything for him specifically. Was everything rushed like this because he was young and no one expected him to die? Or was it because the man 
or person who killed him didn't want people looking too much into the death and was like, let's fucking wrap this up real quick. Oh, yeah. Tuck it away. Don't think about it anymore. Oh, yeah. That I forgot. What the heck was I? Oh, there was some like, I don't know, scientists or something doing what like to do with the CIA that died or something when aliens were involved. So they cremated him real quick before they even told his wife she, he was dead. What? I watched that last, I think, last night while I was falling asleep. I have to, I'll have to find that. But, yeah, so, some scientist yeah. or whatever, or, oh, what was it? It was a guy who, like, a psychic-type guy that was helping <laughs> with, like, alien bases and mountains or whatever. I think that's what it was. And he died? And they're like, fucking, yeah, he get rid of the evidence. Yeah, he died under mysterious circumstances and then was cremated, and then they told his wife, oh, yeah, he died. Here's his ashes. No comment. Boo, I said no comment. Boo, Boo's like, fuck you, I know what's happening. Like, I know the I truth. Know the truth. Boo's a <laughs> I truther. know what I saw. Boozy, get yeah, out. Boo's a truther. Now, like I said, we don't have any actual evidence that he was murdered, but we do have some evidence that doesn't come from Egypt that kind of suggests foul play. Okay. It comes from Egypt's enemies, which is an interesting place for it to come from. The Hittites. So where would they be modern day? Turkey. Okay. Yes. The country of Turkey is what used to be the land of the Hittites. Hittite country. So, yeah, Hittite country. So it's kind of, you can see it all. If you picture a map in your head, you can kind of see Egypt, Turkey, okay. not too far, sure, not too sure. far away from each yeah. other. The Hittites, similar to the Egyptians, were very good at record keeping. So we have lots of accounts of their battles, economy, History. Lots of history of the Hittites written down. And correspondence. That's what's important to us today. One of the correspondences that was found raised a few eyebrows. At least Bob Breyers. At least one. <laughs> yeah, I see you. Yeah, I was trying I to just raise one eyebrow. some eyebrows. <laughs> I can do a s- fucking stupid wave with my you eyebrows. You sure can. But anyway, I can. Job. I can do a Jim Carrey fucking wave with my eyebrows. It's not attractive, but I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that's a talent. Thank you. It got me Sam. No, I'm just it kidding. It goes on the pro page <laughs> side. Pro and con. Con, obsessed with Egypt. Pro, can move her eyebrows. <laughs> and that's why we have a podcast together. <laughs> no. Anyway, so... The correspondence in particular that we're talking about is between the Hittite king of the time and the Egyptian queen at the time, Anxanamen. We might be asking ourselves, why did an Egyptian queen write a letter to her most formidable enemy, the Hittite king? Well, for one thing, she grew up with a dad who did not give a shit about anything outside of his little world in Amarna. So they were in this city. They never left the city until he died. She might not have even realized how much of an enemy the Hittites were. Also, in her letter, she states the reason for why she was writing to them. She said, my husband is dead. I need to remarry somebody. Can you send me one of your sons to marry me and I'll make him Pharaoh? Why a Hittite prince, though? I'm sure there was plenty of fucking eligible bachelors around her. She could have fucking taken her pick of anyone she wanted out of the, you know, there's 
a royal court. There are noblemen. She could have picked anybody. Yeah. But she said, I am afraid in the letter to the king. Oh. What is a queen afraid of? Well, there's a lot, really, truly. There's a lot. There's a lot. You <laughs> can't trust like nobody. You, you, yes, it's Game of Thrones, girl. It's Cersei writing letters to the enemy. <laughs> she's not Cersei. She's not. Well, actually, she is because she had sex with her brother. So maybe she is Cersei. Look at you making connections. And I apologize for them. <laughs> <laughs> don't apologize. You didn't write that book. You didn't write history. Mm-mm. I did not. If I had, there would have been more sister. You <laughs> said more sister fuckers. <laughs> was gonna say that yet <laughs> okay that's why they didn't put me in charge so anyway <laughs> hey, i'm gonna really need to review that near death dolls novel before you publish you probably should yeah. <laughs> yeah. i gave you a brother in the book no I'm just yeah. oh shit so anyway <laughs> so she's like i said she said i'm afraid and then she also said i will never marry a servant of mine why would she say that? Yeah. Why would a queen have to marry a servant? There's no precedent for that. And she didn't write why or who. Hmm. Surely she could have had her pick, like I mentioned. For one thing, she didn't have to marry anybody in particular. She could have ruled. Other females had ruled as pharaoh. She didn't have to pick a man. Not that, you know, it wasn't a common practice, but it did happen. Sure. She, But she was like, I need someone right now. I need somebody to marry to keep me safe. There was no no pressure from the people because, for one thing, the people of Egypt had no say. There, it was not a democracy in any sense of the word. The people of Egypt were like, you do you. I'm going to be over here doing me. <laughs> you know. So she could have stayed single. She didn't have to get married, especially not to a servant. And for another thing, it just wasn't done. There was no reason to marry a servant. They didn't have rags to riches stories. There's no American dream in Egypt where you could get born poor and then marry the queen later. That doesn't happen. Yeah. At least not often. (laughs) Not that we really know of. Who knows? Not that we know of. Exactly. Yeah. That was looked down upon, I should say. What did the Hittite king do? Kind of a tongue twister. What did he do? He didn't believe her. (laughs) That's for one (laughs) Yeah, I could totally be like, yeah, why, why do you want one of my, like, I, I, I see your position here, maybe, but. The Hittite king, not believing the letter that he just got, thinking it's more of a, like, a trick from his enemies. He sent somebody to Egypt to check on the story. And that messenger came back to the Hittite king and said, oh, yeah, Pharaoh's dead. Queen, single. <laughs> <laughs> confirmed. The story is confirmed. So once it was confirmed, the Hittite king was like, okay, sure. I'll take, a f- you know, one of my sons to be living in Egypt. It might mean like a peace merger. You know, maybe we'll stop fighting so much because they're a lot stronger than us if they, you know, yeah. were to come over here. So he's like, okay, yeah, here's one of my sons. He sent one of his sons that was a prince of the Hittite nation. And we can imagine, I mean, we don't know for sure, but we can imagine it, he was sent with a whole entourage of, of servants and bodyguards and soldiers and gifts for his wife and, you know, things like that. Yes. So it's a whole caravan of people coming to Egypt. They never made it. They never made it to Anxanamen. At the border of Egypt, the prince and his whole, what we can imagine was his whole entourage were met with Egyptian soldiers and they were slaughtered. Did they not get the email about 
the visitors <laughs> coming to town. I didn't get that memo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, did the queen not tell the border agents, like, hey, my, my husband's coming. My future husband-to-be is on his way. Let him in. Yeah, that's weird. We don't exactly know. But she invite you know, it's the queen of Egypt. She invited the prince. He should have been allowed in. Did she write this letter to the Hittite king and the royal advisors hear about it somehow? I'm sure she, you know, I'm sure she didn't write the fucking letter herself. I'm sure she dictated it to someone and the rumor spread. Dictated, not read. Correct. <laughs> you. I got you. <laughs> We're old. Nerd. <laughs> We're nerds. Like old. <laughs> We're not from the 30s, yeah, Lisa. We are old, though. But anyway. I wasn't talking about Pippin so. shorthand, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we were talking about Carnegie. Yeah. <laughs> Someone from the Hittites showed up on the border. I imagine that the soldiers were like, "Fuck these guys! They're not coming into our country." Or was it that General Hormheb, or maybe I, the royal vizier, was like, "No, do not let them in. They are not going to marry the queen." Fuck those guys. Kill them right now. It's very likely that they uh, surpa- They were like, oh, just kill them and we'll tell the queen we're sorry. Yeah. Like, oh, we didn't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know why. I don't feel like that would fly, but who knows? Who I knows? don't think so, but I really don't know how much power she knew she had. She might not have been. She was like 18, 19. Maybe she was like. Oh, the hubris. The hubris. Of the young. <laughs> but you'd think if she knew that it's like, okay, I'm the queen. I can overpower these guys. But maybe they just had more political connections than she did. I'm not sure. So that's two deaths. Plus whatever servants the prince had with him. So the so yeah, Tutankhamun's dead. The prince who was going to marry Anxanamun is dead. And now we're going to figure out what happened to Anxanamun herself. Oh, dang. I don't know. She had said in her letter that she's afraid and refused to marry a servant. Not too long after her husband was in his tomb, which just for context, this is kind of important for the timeline of the story. Excuse me. Burp and blue. In context of the story. (laughs) Burp and blue. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to have a little bit. Go ahead. Go ahead. It took about three months to properly mummify a body. So that's how long it, you know, it's three months after he actually died before he was even put in his tomb. That was the time when, like, maybe Anxanamun was sending letters to the Hittite king. The Hittite prince got murdered. You know, it's like this could have all happened in about that three months where he was getting mummified. But she, by the time that he was mummified and put in his tomb, Anxanamun was getting married to the royal vizier I. Okay. Old man I. Old man I. This 18-year-old. Yep. Goodness. I know. So the reason we know they're married is because two rings separately by different people were found with both of their names inscribed. I and Anxanamun. And that's kind of how they would announce big weddings back then is like they would have merch wedding merch sounds like the british 
<laughs> Sounds like the British, doesn't yeah. it? Like royal weddings. <laughs> I'd get excited. I'd put on a hat and everything. <laughs> like, ooh, big wedding. <laughs> All right. So the rings prove that I and Anksanaman got married. That also makes him the new pharaoh, which we also know was true. I was the next pharaoh. Yes, you. <laughs> Not me. No. <laughs> Unfortunately, those rings are the last piece of hard evidence that we have of Anksanaman with her name on it. Mm-hmm. Once she got married to the royal vizier, she disappeared from history. We don't have her tomb. We don't have any mention of her dying or being a quote-unquote Westerner, which is like the Egyptian way of saying a dead person. Oh, that's right, yeah. So, like, I would say dearly departed, maybe. Okay. But in Egypt, they'd call them a Westerner because the west side of the Nile was reserved for tombs only. Right, yeah. It should have... She should have been everywhere. She's a fucking queen. She's the great wife. She should have not just disappeared from history. She... At the very least, in her new husband's tomb, I, it should have said on the wall something about he married her. Nothing. Absolutely fucking nothing. Weird. Not even a mention. And she's got a pretty distinct name. You would have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's long. <laughs> you know, but no, nothing. The only mention of a wife for I is his first wife. Tay, T-E-Y. That's how we would spell it, not them. But <laughs> that's a shorter name. Oh, it's a much, lot easier. Like, yeah. Oh. I and Tay. That fits so much better on a wall than I and... I'm not, how do you say it? Oh, my God. Unksanaman. Unksanaman. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm never going to remember that. Unksanaman. Yeah. Unksanaman. It's a tough one. Because they shortened it to sure Unk. There's plenty of ways. Unk. I and Unk. Unk. <laughs> yes. Exactly. It was very clear that it was that he had made his first wife, the commoner, you know, no big deal that she's a commoner, but that was his first wife, not his wife that made him Pharaoh. He should have talked about his great wife, but he made Tay his great wife and Anxanaman disappeared. Now, Tut died young, his wife afraid, married to the royal vizier who became the next Pharaoh. Shortly after, we have no idea what happened to Anxanaman. If this were a homicide case, this would all be circumstantial evidence, but it would be like a little like, oh. I'd be looking at I. Hmm. Means mode of opportunity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> looking at I. Looking at I. I, I. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, circumstantial, though. We can only speculate that I had anything to do with this or anybody else. Mm-hmm. Who benefited the most from Tut's death? I, who is only too glad to depict himself, like I mentioned in the first episode, as the next pharaoh on King Tut's tomb wall. Secondly, General Hormheb also benefited because after I passed away, he only served for four years. Okay, so it was pretty short-lived. It was short-lived. He was already an old man by that time, so he didn't live too long i mean four years what's that's a presidential candidacy here and that's a pre- you know we only have four years presidents here but over there you can serve for pharaoh for life he just didn't live very long after he died general hormheb took over he didn't even have to marry a fucking great wife he just said guess what i'm pharaoh now because 
I didn't have any descendants. So, I mean, if we're going to like speculate a little bit, we can kind of say if I and Hormheb, maybe even Maya, were all working together, I could have been like, I'll be the next pharaoh. I don't have any babies. You can take over after I'm dead, Hormheb. Let's make this happen. Yeah, I I feel like maybe I went after it like too hard, too fast. And Hormheb was like playing the long game. It's like, look, I think you're right. we'll see if they have like, kids. Oh, sure. But if they don't, maybe I just stick around, you know, make myself available. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, there's an opening. <laughs> <laughs> no errors. Open I might position. as well go in. Yeah. And it's so weird yes. with Oxenamen. Like, I would think I would have at least tried to have kids with her. But he didn't even mm-hmm. mention her in his tomb. He's like, Mm-mm. okay, I, I, I use her for position. I have a great wife, Tay, right? Tay, yeah. And I guess he didn't get any kids out of her either. Nope. And then that's it. That's it. Like, he died. Hormheb took over. And then after Hormheb died, who also didn't have any kids, then we get into a new dynasty okay. of people who had kids. So Maya didn't take over after that. Maya did not take okay. over after that. Okay. And actually, right right after that um, came the family that produced Ramses the Great. Oh, yes, yes. I wonder if Maya yeah, got so. to it and was like, this broke-ass country, I ain't dealing with this. Because he was the accountant, right? <laughs> he was, he was, like, he was the accountant, yeah. so he would have known exactly how much money was in the. <laughs> like, this ain't worth it. Like, I, I'll step aside. Ramses, get your ass over here. Ramses, grandpappy, come on yeah. in. Okay. <laughs> So maybe it was all a coincidence. Several Egyptologists have looked at this theory and said, no, 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 no. The the gen, the vizier I, he was a grandfather figure to Tut and Anxanamen. When, Anxan, uh, when Tut died of natural causes, I stepped in and was like, here, I'll help you, Anxanamen. I'll marry you. I'll take over the country. I'm just trying to help out. Okay, we've seen this time and time again. It does not matter how old and grandfatherly a guy can be sometimes if they're just, you know, a little, you know, perverted or, or, you know, power hungry. They will step in and they will try to make babies. I mean, they will they will take on the role. They don't care. No, 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 exactly. He could have totally been like, oh, I'm here to help. But he was the one causing all this shit. Yeah, grandfatherly my ass. I know, right? Like, for one thing, okay, sure. I don't know that he was a killer, but you don't know that he was a good father figure to these kids. Yeah. (laughs) We we don't know. We have no No idea. idea. It's all like what emotions we attach to it, I I think. I suppose so. So there's that theory that it's like, no, 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 no. This was all natural causes. He stepped in. He was just trying to help. Sure. <laughs> but uh, Bob Breyer came back and he said, maybe I and Hormheb had something to do with the death. And since he said that, more research has gone into studying Tutankhamun's body. And this is really interesting because in his, like I said, there was that first guy who got to go in there and x-ray the king. And then there was... um. So they, they got that x-ray that said, oh, there's a little bump on the back of his head that could have caused death. Since then, people have been like, oh, you're looking at the fragment. I can't, I, I don't know where it is in that x-ray, but apparently in that x-ray, it shows that there's a bone fragment inside of his head. And that 
is the misconception. People think that Bob Breyer and the guy who took the original x-ray is saying, oh, that bone fragment proves that Tutankhamun got hit in the head. That is not what they're talking about. The bone fragment, they know that that happened during mummification. Okay. But people still, people are still these days saying, oh, no, Tutankhamun wasn't murdered. That bone fragment happened during mummification. Fuck you. You're not listening. (laughs) The x-ray shows there was a bump on the back of the head that had nothing to do with the bone fragment that was found inside the cavity. And even more recently, there was better x-rays taken they were able to take the body out of the tomb and take it to a hospital and do better mris and x-rays and cat scans and things like that they still they still came out and said oh that bone fragment was from mummification not from the murder that's not what we were fucking looking at we were looking at the bump at the back did you even read my notes no they clearly did not they clearly was not paying attention to the actual theory and so the naysayers came in and were like, oh, no, 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 no. He wasn't murdered. They think that because of something to do with his knee, it looked like might have had a really bad knee injury and that it might have gotten infected and killed him. Maybe. They didn't have penicillin. What did I say before? Antibiotics? Antibiotics. They didn't have that. Paige, do you realize <laughs> what's going on? You're reliving King Tut with your knee injury. I am, Lisa. If I die and Sam tries to marry somebody from my enemy kingdom, you'll know. I will let, I will avenge you, okay? I will dig you up. Thank you. Gently. Thank you. Don't let Sam get murdered and left to the sands of time. (laughs) I'll try not to. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. But I thought that too. I was like, man, poor guy. I know what any injury feels like. It's the worst. Yeah, yeah. And they posited because he likes hunting that he was in a, um, what are those things called? Horse drawn, not a carriage, but the. Oh, yeah. The chariot, like a chariot type thing? Chariot. Thank you. They think he had a chariot accent, accident, and that's what hurt (laughs) him. That'll happen. That'll happen. (laughs) They don't have seatbelts in those fucking things. They don't. They're dangerous. Anything could happen. It's pretty dangerous. Yes. Yes. So they think that might be what killed him. We don't know for sure. I looked up the modern day CAT scans. It didn't mention any sort of bump on the back of the head. And that could be that, you know, like I mentioned before, the guy who did that initial x-ray, he was processing the x-rays in his bathroom. I'm not saying that it was a like a smudge on the x-ray, but it could have been for for all we know. So it it really only proves... One of two things. They didn't know on the bump of the back of the head, so they didn't look for it. Or, like I said, there was a smudge on the last x-ray. Fecal matter. It was done in the bathroom. Fecal matter. Yeah. yeah. little... (laughs) (laughs) Like, you should have wiped better. (laughs) How could I? I was trying to develop this in the... (laughs) Never mind. I'm not talking anymore. It was an emergency poop. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, poop. Hope you find your dad. And we come full circle. Circle of life, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, we don't know. The, and actually, the leg injury that they talk about being 
possible cause of death could have also happened during mummification. So honestly, we don't have any answers about anything. <laughs> it's all supposition at this point. I still think that even if Tutankhamun did die of natural causes, I might have come in and used the circumstances to his own advantage. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, he didn't have to be the one to kill him, but he could have just happily stepped in anyway. Yeah, he's like, oh, this works out for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's all working out for I. That's right. That's right. What do you think, Lisa? I think it's fun. I think it's fun to imagine there was foul play. I mean, I don't know why I say that, but, you know, just for the story aspect of it. Interesting. I think think that makes it more interesting. And the fact that, you know, even uh, Oxenomans was saying how she was scared and she did not want to marry her servant, which literally anyone underneath her would be a servant. True. That's a very good point. But, yeah, I get what she was saying, though. She's like, "Mm, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to marry this fucker. I, who's like, she's like, I'll, I'll literally, old man. I'll literally marry my enemy before I marry this old guy. And she tries. And a it man does not I've work. never met. Yeah. She's like, yeah, send, send me your son or my enemy mm-hmm. country. Just come on. It has to be better than come this on old over. dude. So that, that already shows her dis- yeah. at least maybe some distrust. Right. I don't think she would have sent that letter just on a whim. It had to be some circumstances that made her feel like she had to find somebody to come and help her. I wonder if it was like, maybe some of the other advisors are like, hey, you should really marry I. Like, there's no other higher ups here right now. Like, that's your best option. Like, other than... Yeah, mar- he'll take care of Or you. other than marrying, like, uh, another king from a different kingdom. And she's like, hmm. Another king, you say? Another king. <laughs> that's a, that's an option? <laughs> okay let's get this going and then it just doesn't work out and they're like oh no that was the only available you know person that prince prince yeah yeah so now you have to marry and you can't get a a prince or a king from another country because they're not going to trust us they're going to say oh it's a trick you know how the the hittite they killed that guy prince was killed on his way over like we're not going to send our kids there screw that exactly it could have exactly been like that yeah yeah and maybe they even said like maybe you could marry i and he'll take care of and he's only got a couple years left in him worry right then you marry the next guy and then maybe she died of that i don't know if she died of natural causes or not because we don't know what happened to her right and that's weird enough in in and of itself the egyptians were obsessed with death they were all they were like you know they spent most of their money on the tomb that's going to house them in death. They weren't going to just be like, I don't know what happened to her. They knew what would happen. They just didn't write it down. And that's suspicious in and of itself. I agree. He buried her in the backyard. (laughs) I don't know. Shit. (laughs) Someone's backyard. Or he faked a suicide or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Somebody. Yeah, that's true. We might have already found her body and just didn't even know it because they didn't write it down. I don't know. But. Anyway, that's our episode today. Thank you for listening. You're welcome. Oh, oh you're done talking. <laughs> yes, thank you, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> if you like what you heard, maybe you'd like to join our Patreon. We've discussed it a little bit in this episode. We've got three great tiers and plenty of perky perks to enjoy. Yeah, but don't forget about our show, Dolls After Dark, where we both come with topics to discuss and we get dark, but mostly we just get very inappropriate and talk about 
silly things. Uh, so if you like our regular episodes and you want to see me being painted gold by Paige, uh, come join our Dolly community on Patreon. The links are in our show notes. We do not yet have the $100 tier, <laughs> but with enough, re- if you guys request it enough, we'll do it. <laughs> we will. We will. We will. <laughs> so anyway. And spe- speaking, and speaking of. We're checking things out, Lisa. Okay. Check out our socials. We've got some. We've got Instagram, Near Death Dolls Podcast. Search at Near Death Dolls Podcast. We have a TikTok. We need to add more things to this TikTok. But we still have one, and it's got some good stuff on it from before. Search Near Death Dolls Podcast. Come follow us on Tumblr at neardeathdolls.tumblr.com. And if you want to help a doll out, which I know you do... Subscribe and leave a review. And as always, darling dolls, walk like an Egyptian. Not a victim. That's right. Don't be a victim. <laughs> if you can help it, don't be, don't a, victim. be a victim. Walk like an Egyptian, not a victim. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. it. Everybody, <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs> bye. A special thanks to Sam Hears for our art and music. If you'd like to see more from him, check out the links in our show notes. 